The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. love that bringing you the good times in music fashion pop culture and entertainment we want to welcome everybody we got an awesome show for you today you know one of your um your last echoes was so loud in the podcast it like blew out the entire speakers so you just hear silence oh really oh, wow yeah silent you, but deadly baby because you love echoes so much i freaking love echoes so we want to welcome everybody to the jimmy star show before we get started i want to tell you you can join us in the chat room hey chat room and everybody in it nice to see you all and uh, uh you can also hit the itv button and you can see drew and i shooting birds at you now have a great day <laughs> and uh before we get started let me introduce my cool co-host starting off with the diva of cool drew albright hey cool people everywhere <laughs> was that like a dog, dog. yeah, yeah. Pan- he's panting for you oh. <laughs> that was awesome that's good <laughs> i'm making my own sound effects we, these days there you go. <laughs> yeah. we got the man behind the boards mr chad murphy i want a rooster yo, yo, yo. you need a what give jimmy a rooster that was pretty oh good. Oh, my gosh. Actually. That was actually good. <laughs> we got the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. Yo, was, uh, welcome to the show, everybody. We got our, uh, our uh, cool Thomas? cat of film who will be calling in shortly. He's working on two movie projects. He'll be calling in shortly. And I'm Jimmy Starr. I'm the king of cool. There yeah, you go. There like you that. go. There you go. And also, I want to give shout-outs to people in the chat, chat room, specifically everybody. Hey, what's up? But we want to say hey to Audrey in France and Ken Pettigrew in L.A. who has the Ken Pettigrew show tomorrow night. 11 p.m. Eastern Time, which is 8 p.m. Pacific Time. I'm going to be on the show. It's KenPettigrew.com. Check him out and follow him on uh, Twitter. It's at KenPettigrew. Yeah, it's cool. We had him on the show. Last week. Last week? It was only last week. Can you believe it? I know. This week has flown by. Yeah, and he's awesome, so that's fun that you're going to so be on the show. everybody check it out. We also want to say hey to Joanna McIntyre and Leslie Neverez and Victor Campbell and Miss Mary and Audrey. And I don't know if Cat of Nine Tails is listening, but like since they're my boys and my dogs, i got to like give them a shout-out. They're doing some great promos. Like They have some great new graphics coming out awesome. on their Facebook pages, and so you can follow them on Facebook. It's Cata, the number nine, Tails, T-A-L-E-S, and you can follow um, Berkeley Priest. There you go. And a hello and welcome to the Jimmy Star Show. Hello, hello, Jimmy. How you doing? This is Eric Masick. Hey, Eric Masick. Hang on two seconds. So, everybody, we got a great show for you today, starting off with Eric Masick. Welcome yeah. to the Jimmy Star Show. Yay! <laughs> 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 live radio baby there it's you go live. before we get started let me introduce you to my co-host starting off we have the diva of cool drew albright hey eric i'm very pleased to have you on the show hello glad to be here thanks and uh we have the man behind the boards mr chad murphy welcome to the show 
Sad, what's happening? Oh, and, and I'm Jimmy Starr. We want to welcome you to the show. And to start out, to have you give a shout-out to everybody in the chat room. There you go. Just He's give like, a, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what? Chat we what? have a chat room, in, and there's a whole bunch of people in it, so we just want you to say hi because we like to recognize our chat room because those are, like, super important listeners. Our live listening mm-hmm. audience. Right. There you go. So say hey to all those people, and then we're going to start talking about you. Yes, I want to say hi to all the people in the chat room, and uh, I kind of want to interact, actually, because I just, while I was talking, I wanted to, I just tweeted, so I was hoping to get more people involved and stuff as well, so. There you, know, you go, so if you're in the chat room and you, like. Let's interact, they let's can... interact and let's talk, let's have some fun. What's your, tell everybody what your Twitter is right now, because they are going to want to follow you. Uh, my Twitter is actually, it's uh, at Eric Masick, which. My first name is actually spelled a little funky. It's E-R-I-C-K, so I have both of them. And then Masick is M-A-C-E-K. So just Eric Masick, and then uh, you guys can follow me. Yeah, I just retweeted you because you just tweeted now, and I retweeted you. Yeah. There you go. That all, like, works. Also, like, Humble and Fred just retweeted, so we should say hey to Humble and Fred. <laughs> okay, and I put, your, you uh, I put your Twitter in the chat room, too, so people can check you out on there. So so hello and welcome to the Jimmy Star Show. You're a singer songwriter. You were on The Voice. You're awesome and you're great looking. You got everything going on for you. So we want to welcome you to the show and and uh, let's talk a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about The Voice to get started, and then we're going to play some of your music so people can actually hear it. Uh, but we actually, I'm a huge fan of The Voice. We actually have had Moses Stone on the show a couple times. I don't know if you know who Moses oh, no. Stone is, but uh, he's a friend of a friend of the Jimmy Star Show. He's a lot of fun. And uh, and by the way, your dad, he's like totally smoking hot. <laughs> <laughs> so if he's, he's he is quite the celebrity back home, but he was kind of bummed out because they put subtitles on. He's like, don't people under, understand my English? I was like, Dad, it's TV. Don't worry about it. That's okay. I have a thing though. Like so, like I watched it, and I, and I remember watching you on the show, thinking, oh look, the dude's got a really handsome dad, and now he's like a dilf. <laughs> 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 so so say hi to your dad for me and uh and now we'll talk about you. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> He's like what did yeah. I get myself into? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, the rest of us on the show think you are very handsome too. Just so you know, we'll put that out there. Why, thank you. But and we only have good-looking parents, people so, on know. the show. Yeah, so. it com- see it, but it comes from the parents. That's what yeah. he said. <laughs> it's like Slovakian background. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I was born and raised in Pennsylvania, like um, Bethlehem, actually. And uh, but my parents emigrated over, which is kind of what the story, what, what kind of the voice kind of tapped into. But yeah, they're from Slovakia, former Czechoslovakia, and. Uh, generations upon generations have pretty much been been there for me. So, yeah, actually grew up with the language and culture and everything like that. So it's like my family. It's like you know my big fat Greek wedding. It's like no personal space, fun, happy, hugs, kisses all the time, everywhere. Except I don't understand the Widex thing. We don't have that. <laughs> <laughs> I saw too. Like on your site, there's a cute picture of you, um, like from the old days. It's like you in an accordion. If I oh yeah! Correctly. Yep, the accordion. The the oh man, that that's the hot instrument over there, man. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, I grew up. I, I grew up like you know, two three years old, running around in diapers, and my dad plays the accordion, and so it just was kind of like a pass me down. And I was definitely, I guess, if you want to say like that, the apple in my dad's eye. And so I was like a soccer player and hockey player, and my dad actually played semi pro in uh, soccer in Austria. But you know, then we started our own little like uh, family band. 
And, you know, I had the accordion and my middle brother, he played like the keyboard and my oldest brother played like the trumpet. So it was like we would play polkas and waltzes. And I thought that was normal as a kid. But I'm sitting here with like, you know, feathers in my hat and like things called like kroy, which is pretty much like Slovak outfit. And then I realized, I'm like, oh, you know, going into school being like, you guys don't play accordion? <laughs> so it was, it was quite a little little learning experience. So. But yeah, that was I think I was six years old on the, on that picture that you probably saw. We pretty much started performing like you know, in at New York, like in front of uh Statue of Liberty and we played a lot of these like ethnic festivals and music festivals and you know, I I didn't really get it at the time. I just thought that was normal, you know, just kinda going on the road and stuff and but, you know, lo and behold then once I became the cool kid in teenager years, I was just like, Why am I playing the accordion? <laughs> and you know, then I, then I passed it along and went into sports. And then once the guitar kind of came back in hand, once I hit college, and there you have it, music came back full circle. I think it's awesome. Like, I think mu- music roots like that are awesome. I, I grew up yeah. with a friend, like, she was into, like, Irish jig dancing, and she would go to yeah. all the festivals. And, you know, it's like a whole thing, a whole community. Like, people are way into it. And, and, uh, and so I think all that stuff is really cool. And I love accents. Say something like cool for us. Uh, oh, I like that. What does I that like that. mean? I hope it means I'm really good looking. <laughs> he said something about being on the Jimmy Star Show. Exactly. I got the Jimmy Star like, Show part. Like throwing a English little part. bit of like English and people are like, it's funny when I used to talk like to my to my to my mom or my dad or something like that back in back in the dorm room days and people would, I'd start talking to my mom in Slovak and stuff and I'd be like blah 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 unpl- or I'd be like blah 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 financial aid <laughs> or like people would like pick up on like complete random things and be like oh going to dinner and like that's so, funny but yeah I just said it you know it's kind of a pleasure and honor to be on the Jimmy Star show so there you go that is very cool much, very much appreciated there you go I like I that I try to make it sound We consider ourselves like international because we're broadcast in 150 countries, and so we have a lot of international listeners. And there's international uh, listeners in our chat room typing in their own languages, and it translates. And you know, we're a whole world community here, so I'm all about it. Oh, that's awesome! Well, hopefully, we get some Slovaks in here. Yeah, that would be cool. Actually, Uh, what we should say then too, so if people want to go and actually see the six-year-old picture. That's on his website, right? Yes. So we can go to his website. Yeah. It's www.ericmasekmasek.com. Yeah. And actually, you can have all kinds of things because his albums are all up there, and there's his bio, and there's pictures, and everything you would want to know. So everybody definitely needs to go check that out. Pretty much. That picture is if you click on the, the tab on the little bio. I think that's the one that you were talking about. Yeah, because that, that's the one where I'm, I'm uh, rocking the, the little smirk. And the accordion. Yeah, there you go. yeah, it's like a newspaper clipping. So yeah. everybody go check yeah. it out. Yeah. So they're in the it's inn cool. and they know and they know where to go. It's so. great. It's great because my mom, my mom used to save a lot of that stuff, and I'm very happy that she did. But it was funny because um, I actually went to school for graphic design, so I actually designed my entire website. And I just that picture just brings back so many like good memories and just makes me smile. And so it was just it was one of those things that I, I definitely wanted to use and kind of bring back. And you know, it's 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 fun. You know, because I'm very, I'm very happy and I'm very proud of where I came from. Even though, like I said, I realized that it's not normal to have thank God I'm Slovak stickers on the refrigerator, and you know, <laughs> go, going to like Slovak festivals and things of that nature. And 
but you know, I'm very proud of my roots and, and kind of like where I came from. So it's cool to reminisce. There you go. Yeah, I think it's totally cool. And like, man, mad props for you because I'm a website snob. Everybody knows this. And I really like your website and I really like the design of it. And I even like, um, too, like when you press on your menu buttons, you have a great uh-huh. overlay effect uh, where it like changes the word into like a hand-drawn s- circled word. It's very cool. Yeah. 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 It's, it's uh, actually, yeah, for you for your degree and all that stuff to make stuff look pretty. So might as well utilize it, you know? Totally. Actually, though, she hates everybody's website. So the fact that, like, you don't actually get what a big deal that is, that she actually says your <laughs> yeah. website's nice because most of the time she complains and she's like, God, these people's websites are terrible. But also she liked Ken Pettigrew's, Not too. people on the show, but, like, <laughs> people that send us stuff <laughs> that want to be on the show. She checks out every website. She's like a website whore. She goes around <laughs> all over the place looking at websites. And then she'll be like, she's, she'll be like, these websites are terrible. This is terrible. But she also commented because last week we had Ken Pettigrew on and she liked his website, too. Yeah, so, and you know your your friend from The Voice, Moses Stone, too. He, he has, has a great, great website, website too. too. Yeah. Nice. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, we, we became, like, all of us kind of became very close because you're sequestered at a hotel for, you know, like, you know, depending on how far you get in the competition. But we were in for, like, three weeks. And so, you know, you take the top 200 and then cut it down to, like, pretty much the 120 or the magic 125 or whatever you want to call it. And it's like you're seeing each other every day. It's, <laughs> so, you know, I was... I know most. I know. I pretty much know every single person on that show, unless they completely hid away from society. But outside of that, pretty much I knew almost everybody. So Moses is a great person. I'm glad you guys got to connect with him. Yeah, he's cool. Twitter, Twitter does wonders. I met him on Twitter. Um, oh. And uh, so I have a question for you because we didn't ask Moses this, but like, how do you actually like you were uh, you were on the show? You got to audition. How do you actually get to be one of those people who like they come and deliver the envelope, or however it is that you found out that you got to actually qualify enough to go and audition for The Voice? That was actually quite random. With with uh, I, I actually ended up. Uh, my roommate at the time was Dylan. I don't know if you guys remember Dylan Chambers, but he ended up actually getting a card from Carson Daly because he was playing, I think, at Third Street Promenade. And that's completely random. And it's completely, I guess, like, you know, NBC kind of sets it up for the show that way. Um, I found out basically through, like, a phone call, but I went through the whole process of, you know, I literally went through, I didn't have any special remedy. You know, some, some people get, like, VIP, like, hey, come in here, and audition, and you get to skip the process. I literally waited in line all day at the okay. forum in Inglewood. And so I sat there and waited and got cattle herded and went through all the lines and um, pretty much ended up blurting something out, and they liked it. And it was all a cappella at the time, too. And, you know, for me, as a singer-songwriter, it's like I'm so used to having a guitar or some form of instrument. So, you know, it does it does kind of get to your nerves, but I just really kind of... It, it was a very different uh, process for me because it was bare bones, and so you know, <laughs> so you in go other words, that whole whole process, and they and they uh, just had to sign paperwork, and then I'm off to the next audition, and then the next audition, and it just keeps going from there. For me, it was more or less phone calls that they would just kind of call me or email me. Um, you know, I didn't really have anything like Carson can come to my house and say, "Hey, you're going to be on the Voice." <laughs> but he's saying though, like you had that whole backstory featurette on you. You know, which like not everybody gets that whole backstory featurette. Yeah, and and they really tried to push. They they will do a story on every single person. What happens is like after the whole the forum that I did, 
then goes like, you know, a lot of the VIPs and whatnot. And then after that process, you know, you break it down. That's the whole casting process. And the casting, they take what they thought out of, I think they said in season two, they had over 100,000 contestants that they saw throughout the nation. So out of 100,000 contestants, they broke it down, the casting department, that hands it over to NBC then to about 200 people. Then they fly 200 people out to L.A. And that's when a lot of the process begins. That's when you become sequestered, but that's only for a week. And then from there, you go through a process where you end up singing in front of Carson Daly, Mark Burnett, the whole NBC crew. They break it down to the top 100, 120, whatever they think is suffice, and they break it down, then they send people home from there. People don't even see that part of the process. Technically, right. that's kind of the golden ticket, if you would say, for American Idol, but they don't record any of that, that part of it. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Then, the top, then they send you home, and then when you come back, hopefully you come back, but that's when you get that phone call, I guess, of death for some, or phone call of excitement or whatever, because then they call you back, and then the top 120 or 100 or whatever the, the number was comes back, and then it's on. Then that three-week process, you're talking to producers about a story. You're talking to, to people about your life. Like, they really get in-depth, and then that three-week process is when it films. You're talking to Carson Daly. They fly out your mom. They fly out your dad or whoever you choose, and it's on. So that's Everything when they, like, actually, sober. like, figure out, like, if you're, like, actually, like, have sex with male transsexuals or something that's going to make them look bad, they won't put you on. <laughs> oh, they do that all beforehand, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's kind of a funny – it's funny because I actually – Before the plane there tickets, was a Jimmy. Where I, did feel like I, was, I did feel like I was, like, interrogated at one point. They're like – I did have, like, somebody call because they do a complete background check. And you're signing you, – you really are signing things that uh, – you know, you have to swear that you've never done porn. Yeah, or like you a, don't have any new pictures on that website. And I'm like, <laughs> God, I know. But, I bet you had to get somebody to try to clean it all up, didn't you? I would be disqualified. <laughs> no, I had, pay, I had to pay big money. Yeah, you had clear. to pay big money to get that cleaned up. All right, so then you went and, and then not even a, a chair turned around. So, you know, part of me was wondering if maybe that part of my career would have pushed me further. Maybe. <laughs> 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 So, Maybe I would have been all right that that route. <laughs> so one thing too, I want to say because you're like a you're an actual musician. Like like you 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 write songs, you sing songs. You went on The Voice, you sang Free Fallen. They didn't vote for you. I was very disappointed. I was like, oh my gosh, now I don't get to see his father again. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I was disappointed that you didn't uh, you didn't get in. But I think the exposure had to be a like like a, a really great thing just for people to know. But that wasn't like the beginning of your like singing career because you've got three albums out. Yeah, and that's something that I would say is very different about the voice. And they don't really hide that either. You know, I mean, if you look at it, the winner of season one, uh, Javier, he's got all kinds of stuff. Oh, yeah. Javier was actually signed to uh, Columbia, I believe it was. And then you're not allowed to be signed while you're on the show, which he was not. So right. he was legally a contestant. But even Vicky, I actually recently played a show with uh, Vicky and Jamar. And Vicky herself, you know, she's been on the hustle forever as well. So the, Everybody. the part about it is, like, they're not, they're not, the voice isn't trying to be anything specific, though, which is kind of what I like about it. They're very honest about it. And they'll take an artist that, has been on the grind for years upon years. I mean, for instance, it was very ironic because all of a sudden I'm, I'm on The Voice and I know some of the people. I, kn I knew Justin Hopkins because I, I played a show with him in the L.A. scene before. I knew Tony Luca um, just from the scene from playing from a bunch of friends, mutual friends. Tony's been at it forever. Ever. 
Yeah. Tony's been at it. Yeah, he's been at it for a long time. You know, and it was very ironic because he ended up, uh, this was his last hurrah, which is very ironic because him and his wife were going back to Michigan. And then this is the very last opportunity. I sat down and talked to him for a little while. He's like, yeah, it just happened so randomly because I was up and running and, and ready to go back to Michigan and start just kind of a new life and just really kind of settle down a bit more. And then he's like, you know, this one opportunity came with the voice, and I figured I'd just give it one more shot. Yeah, and he was a big hit. Lo and behold, yeah, you know, things kind of happen for that reason. And same thing with, you know, Lee Koch, which was an, an, another member on there. Um, that was his complete last right. He just got married, and, you know, he's starting, like, a bread shop and stuff with his wife, and it's a really oh, cool yeah, like, story. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, and the voice thing for him was pretty much kind of his last shot, kind of hurrah thing, too. So it's... It's very interesting because they take it completely. It, it's just really what they think and, and how you impress them. Because, for instance, Aaron Willett, she really doesn't have a singing career. This is one of her, you know, she really is just a genuine personality and is so fun right. loving and can sing, but doesn't really have, you know, she hasn't been on tour. She hasn't really done all that much. So it, it's very interesting. There is no formula, there is no, like, you have to have a career, you have to be this, you have to be that. You just have to be able to sing, and you have to, you know, and have a somebody to get there. That's right. Something that, yeah. So, so let's talk so. a little bit about your music because you actually you have three albums, which they're all on your website. If anybody goes to ericmasic.com, you have one called Living Dream, one called Just Right, one called the newest one. I guess is called Colors May Change. Yep, you got it. And. Uh, and they sent me like a bunch of songs and said I could pick one. And then when I picked out the one I I liked the best out of what they sent me, it's not on your new album. <laughs> oh, great! <laughs> so what I thought I would do uh, is so uh, we're not going to play that one because I want to play something off the current album. So I picked "I'll Be Fine" because "Home" is not on okay. your new album, right? No, and it was one of the it was one of the more popular ones off of the previous one, just right. Uh, they, I don't know. Uh, they they sent it to me. It's such a good song, so everybody needs to go to his website and check it out and download it on iTunes. It's uh, it's called it's called Home. It's a really really good song. We're not gonna play it because we're gonna play my next pick. That's off of Just Right. It's off of Just Right because he's got a new album called Colors May Change. And uh, what we're gonna do is we're gonna play the song I'll Be Fine, and because that was my next pick of the songs that I was sent. And um, I would like you to introduce it, and then we're gonna play it for everybody. Cool. Yeah, I'll be fine. It's a uh, it's a very positive song, even though it's a it's kind of considered a ballad. But I would like to introduce it because um, I think it, it's kind of a positive message to just doesn't matter where you are in life, and if you're going through midlife crisis or you're going through something tough in your life, it's just one of those things that you always have to realize that there's a positivity in life, and that you will be fine in the end, no matter where you are and at what point you are in your life. So, hope you guys enjoy the song. Here you go. My ship in the distance. I can't run away, it's coming closer. Can't miss it. Colors they change in an instant. Blood still runs red 
maybe one day a girl will run with it And I know that I'll be fine, still inside My blood runs thinner with time Keep in mind that I may find A better life ahead this time And I don't know why, but I had my pride Still I wonder if I'm missing my mind Or am I blind to see the time Either way, I know I'll be fine And I'll be fine I'll be fine One step closer to dying No use in trying to deny it My instinct tells me go ahead Just try and fight it The chapter is closing Something tells me that I may just like it And I know that I'll be fine Still inside My blood runs thinner with time Keep in mind that I may find A better life ahead this time And I don't know why, but I had my pride So I wonder if I'm missing my mind Or am I blind not to see the time Either way, I know I'll be fine I'll be fine And I'll be fine
That shit is beautiful. <laughs> I freaking like love it. Congratulations. Beautiful. Like I, it is so it is so Gorgeous. nice. Um I would let everybody know too, every song he sings isn't a ballad. It just happens to be that I like ballads and I like that song a lot. Um he's very uh, reminiscent of kind of like a cross between like Jason Raz and uh who's the other guy? The other guy who's uh Jack Johnson, I get quite often. Yeah, Jack Johnson. Uh, it's kind of like a cross between all of them because I don't think you sound like any one of them. It sounds a little sound, David Gray. Yeah, you're kind of like a yeah, hybrid. Which he's actually James open Taylor. for. James Taylor. That's Gray. what that's what Blake told me. He told me I got a I got a voice like James Taylor, and I said. It's not bad because he, he obviously made a lot more money than I did. So so far, only so far. You're young. Oh, You're thanks. I love the optimism. <laughs> I love the strings in that song. Like I really like that song too. Off this new album, "Colors May Change" for everybody, and like the the strings and the meld of your guitar. Like I really think in this album, it seems like you found um, like your real groove, your real niche, your real. Um, like sound style i would say yeah you know and and that's something that that i've kind of learned over the process of doing albums that you know fans it's very much they live in the moment so when you come out with a new album again and i I understand this process but it's new to them you know for for you guys it's the first time you guys heard it and the funny part to me is that you know this latest album it's a a 15 song album actually but i actually threw a song that i wrote one of my first ever songs that i wrote on there which is called Mystery of Oklahoma, and I, I, I ended up writing that way in college. So the irony is just that as a songwriter, sometimes you never know when it's right to release a, a song, for instance. And same thing with how you said that growth. Like, Just Right is a very chill... That's why I got the Jack Johnson, Jason Mraz vibe a lot, because a lot of it was very uniform. It was very much of a, an album structure. And this new album, I really try to push the envelope. That is one of the only ballads, actually, on the album. Most of the album tends to be a bit more upbeat because that's again what fans requested they actually um you know wanted wanted to push me and they pushed me a little bit to do more upbeat stuff and it's a joy to kind of have that interaction i love listening to to that kind of stuff you know my mom on one end would be like stop crying nobody's going to listen to your songs and (laughs) and so you know so you have that but then you have also you know you guys enjoy that song and actually my brother said that that's his favorite song he was just like, he said the same thing. He goes, the strings and that. He's like, you nailed it. And I was like, thanks. You know, so. Your brother and I both have excellent taste. <laughs> so, I'm glad I have permission to keep crying on my song. There you go. So I think all the, I think all the songs, I mean, I think I, uh, I got a download of it. And then I also got like five songs sent to me in an email. They're all really terrific. Everybody needs to go buy all his albums. You can go to ericmasek.com. It's E-R-I-C-K-M-A-C-E-K.com. You can also follow him on Twitter. It's at Eric Masick. I don't know if you're following me, but you need to. I'm at Dr. Jimmy Starr. <laughs> <laughs> and, I am uh, following you. Okay, good. And uh, and uh, I'll retweet a lot of your stuff. I'm like the retweet king. And, um, oh, I love it. I think it's like awesome. And we also want to thank David Harbaugh for – I don't know. Is that how I pronounce his last name? I, I think so. Say David. Yeah, David Harbaugh. Absolutely, yeah. David Harbaugh. Give a shout out to Dave because he's listening right now. What's all up, right, Dave? Dave, what's up? We want to give a shout what's out because he set this interview up. He's brought a whole bunch of really talented artists to the Jimmy Star Show. We want to thank him for all his uh, effort and consideration. And he's awesome. And if he's, and he's a with cool you, artist himself. Yeah, he's a cool artist himself, yeah. Exactly, yeah. You know what's so funny because he hasn't ever asked to come on for himself. So we'll have to like work that one now dave yeah yeah it'll oh. happen he's, he's working some good magic in the studio right now so 
There you Give go. Give him a little bit of time, but yeah, we'll, we'll get him on. We should get him on here. Absolutely. So we want to thank you for coming on the Jimmy Star Show again. Everybody go to ericmasic.com, download his music. Again, thank you to David, and we want to thank you for coming on. And anytime you got anything cool you want to promote, please let us know, and we'll bring you back. You got it. Appreciate being on the show. Thank you guys so much. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you, Eric. All right. So Take cool. care. Bye-bye. <laughs> he, like, gave so much condensed information. information. I know. Like, I freaking love him. Like, I could talk to him for, like, seven hours straight just to, to hear all the behind the scenes. I love all that behind the scenes stuff, too. Yeah. And just what he was saying about putting an album together. I mean, to hear it from an artist's perspective, uh, I think is really helpful. Absolutely. I love it. And he was on The Voice, which is an excellent show. I love that show. Come up Get on up the mic. Excellent show. Yeah, I'm, there you go. It's such a good show. I really do like it. I wish we could see a little bit more of the behind the scenes on that show. Yeah, I like The Voice exactly for what Eric said, too, is they actually have seasoned talent on there, and it's not a formula like that doesn't qualify you or disqualify you. And like I love that, and I love the blind audition. Yeah, I like the blind auditions, too, and... And if you guys want to see his porn tape, I'm sure he'll put it back on eventually. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, he's just got to, like, sell some more records. And after he's sold a couple million, he'll be, like, bringing it back. (laughs) Two, I didn't say this on the show, but he's got this great picture of him. And he's wearing, like, suspenders. And it is kind of, like, Slovak, but, like, Slovak slash Gucci slash, like, super high fashion. He has some really good pictures on his website. So you should check it out, ericmasic.com. That's right. And also, I don't know what I was going to say, but like, hope everybody's having fun. I am. <laughs> <laughs> we have um, <clears throat> Leslie Navarez in the chat room, and I just want to say, Leslie, like, I really – okay, here's what happened today. Lesmi, Leslie gave me clout, and she gave me clout in podcasts on Twitter, Okay. Everybody knows about cloud. We've been talking about it for a while. If you don't, fuck it. And if you don't, like, <laughs> you're not in the loop. Okay. And so I was like, I sent her a tweet saying, ooh, podcast, thank you, because I love podcasts, and we have our own podcast here on the Jimmy Star Show, and I listen to a lot of podcasts. The Moth Podcast is one of my other podcast favorites. And, um, and so, anyways, she sent me back a, a tweet saying, hey, you know, if you don't want clout in podcasts, I'll give you clout in other categories. And I wrote back saying, no, like I wasn't being facetious. I really do love podcasts. And then I look back at my first tweet and my phone corrected it to poo podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like poo, like P-O-O-H instead of O-O-O-H. And so I'm sorry. I really didn't mean that. That's damn you autocorrect. <laughs> I think that's That's hilarious. my iPhone sent that tweet. I didn't send it, so. Yeah, Leslie's awesome. But thanks she gave for me the clout, clout too. Leslie. So we we appreciate all the support, and it, is, it was an ooh, not a poo. It was an ooh, not a poo. <laughs> and now Drew got to explain it to the whole world in 155 countries. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and we have Audrey in the chat room, and we have Ken Penny. Pettigrew. Pettigrew and Mick Bannister and Victor Campbell. Mick, what's up? I'm going to give you a shout out later, so I won't tell anybody who you are yet. <laughs> Oh my gosh, more secrets on the Jimmy Star Show. Secret no, he's reveals, with, we he's, have a lot of them. He's working on the fabulous movie Brutal, which everybody should check out. The, actually, if, you, uh, if you're uh, paying attention, go to brutalmovie.net and check out the uh, trailer for the movie before our third guest comes on, because it's really awesome. Yeah. It's awesome, awesome, awesome. And uh, we also want to... Uh, Tell it, let the whole world know again because Audrey likes it when we do this. Is just to say that Audrey, which is at Dean Girl on Twitter, 
I think it's Dean, Dean w, w Girl. Yeah, it's Dean W Girl, and she is the number one Chad Lindbergh fan in the entire world. Yay! And, she says and, in the chat room, and we love Chad Lindbergh at the Jimmy Star Show. He is like the coolest, badassest dude ever. So, so it's a totally cool thing. And we met her because she's such a, a cool Chad Lindbergh fan. And uh, and now she's like our fan, and we're her fan because she's awesome. Yeah, her new um, Twitter pic profile pic is cool too. I like that picture. It's a picture of Chad. It looks cool. Which is actually awesome. And also, then we want to let everybody know since we're gonna we have lots of things going on. Everybody needs to check out brutalmovie.net and follow Brutal uh, on Twitter. It's at my name is Brutal. It's a new movie that we're promoting and, and working with, and it's awesome. And a Michael Baldwin, we're gonna be calling him in a little while, and he's gonna be on the show, and uh, he's the star of the movie. It's an awesome, awesome movie. And uh, I know when Churchill comes on, he's gonna tell you about his two movies that he's got going. So we want to like we'll wait for him because he'll be calling shortly. I'm sure. And uh, if anybody is having any problems staying awake, wake up! No, Whoa. really, you can do. <laughs> and instead of Jack waking, just fell out of his chair in the room. <laughs> but if you need something to help you wake up, you can do a Dynapep. So you can check out Dynapep. Dynapep's the world's first energy micro shot. They're a sponsor of the Jimmy Star Show. You can go to dynapep.com, um, or you can dial one eight 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 do Dynapep. Follow us on Twitter. It's at Dynapep Shots, and follow us on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash Dynapep Energy. I think. Yeah. Uh, I think. I'm not sure. But Dynapep is awesome. It's it's tiny. It fits in your pocket. It gives you 10 hours of uh, energy, and there's no sugar. No carbs. No crash. No bull. There you go. There you go. And you I can take it on in. a plane with you. <clears throat> and in you the entertainment industry, we love it for long shoots and yeah, if you're when you're always on set the go. You're like working for like many, many hours. It'll keep you awake, and it's awesome. Yeah. And no calories for all those health conscious. Got to be skinny for the film's. People. People. There you go. That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. And then also, um, I want to give a shout out again to Cat of Nine Tales. Cat of Nine Tales signed with Monarchy Records, which is the record label that I'm uh, running as director of operations. And uh, it's awesome, and they are awesome. They're great friends with Chad Lindbergh. We're going to be coming out with a new album uh, at the beginning of next year. It's going to be fabulous, and everybody can check it out. And as soon as I get the Twitter and Facebook set up, I'll let you know so everybody can, like, follow it. But in the meantime, you can follow me at, at Dr. Jimmy Star. And now we got a caller. Hello, and welcome to the Jimmy Star Show. Hey, this is Rob Larkin. Hey, Rob. How you doing? Pretty good. How are you? Oh, absolutely fantastic, especially now that you're here. <laughs> well, glad to be here. <laughs> Before we get started, let me introduce you to my co-host, starting off with uh, the diva of cool, Drew Albright. Hey, welcome to the show. Hey, Drew. How are you? I'm good. I'm, like, happy to meet another cool new Spectra artist. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you know, I was just, I was listening to the show. Um, Eric Masick sounded great, so I'm glad to be, glad to be, uh joining on the same day yeah you're on a good day you're on a good day because we got this big movie star guy coming on next and like you're like you're like the middle of our oreo cookie dude (laughs) you're the white part the white cream (laughs) yeah it's gonna be good so we've also got the uh, chad's making faces at me we got the man behind the board mr chad murphy welcome to the show middle (laughs) thank you sir i'm uh i'm jimmy star we're happy to have you why don't you tell us where are you calling from Calling from Los Angeles. Oh, okay. Okay. Wow. When I was thinking Americana, I wasn't thinking Los Angeles. <laughs> it's funny how yeah, things know, work I, out that I way. Hear you. Yeah. 
because I know you've played um, all you've played like all over, and you play all over, and you're in a bunch of different bands. You're an excellent musician. You're recently signed to Spectral Records. We want to give a shout out to Bobby Collins, and everybody can check it out. It's uh, www.spectralrecords.com, and uh, and you're calling from LA. And how about if you give a shout out to the people in the chat room for us? Hello, chat room. Hope you're all doing well. There you go. I love your voice, by the way. I don't know. For some reason, I didn't expect it. I always have like a preconceived notion of what people are going to sound like by their picture, and like nobody ever sounds like I think they're going to sound. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know what I'd expect to hear my voice sound like from, from uh, the picture, but yeah, I, I, I know what you mean. It's funny. I, I think that's like super cool. My picture is so gorgeous, people really expect a more gorgeous voice out of me. That's, that's my only problem with that. It, that's a curse, right? It's that's a curse. curse. It's a curse. Yeah. yeah. I think that's fun. So, so you're a super. Jimmy says nothing. <laughs> I, I think it's it's cool. I think you're like you're a super talented musician. Um, we haven't had a ton of people whose like music might get categorized in Americana, which I think you're actually your music fits into a lot of different categories. But I think that that's a neat one um, to bring it up. And um, you have an album that'll be coming out, I guess, or re being being reissued called Dogwood Roots. That's it. Yeah, the Spectre's recent. Yeah, I mean. Um, in in it looks like it'll be January. Yeah, January and, um, 2013. And I, I agree with what you're saying about genres. I mean, yeah, for me, it's all music. It's, you know, does it, the music make you feel something? That's all that really matters. You know, you, you know, if I if I'm asked what genre, you know, the thing about saying Americana too is I think it's pretty broad and includes a lot. So right. I think you know, it's almost like it's a genre that includes a lot of genres. Um, but but it's just music. You know, that that's what that's what matters. And so actually, too, because we should tell everybody, you have a song, which we're going to actually play the song for everybody in a minute. And the song is called Dogwood. And and I guess the reason why I say Americana also is because you won the Americana category of the 2011 Show Me the Music Songwriting Contest. This is the song that won, you know, so you're like a big award winner stud dude. And uh, and so like and since that's the category it's in, I think that maybe that's that's one reason why it gets classified that way. But really, it's just great music. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I mean, it, you're it's it's. It's in situations like that where it's good to be able to pick a genre you know, where you can say, "All right, this is Americana," so that so that someone can kind of uh, put it, you know, put it in that category and, and decide, you know, where it goes. But but yeah, I mean, it's just I just love I just love classic music. You know, I love routine music. I love um, blues and soul and just great American music. You know, and, and music from all over the world. But it's putting it all together. It's just it, I just love. Um, music that really has some substance to it, you know. So, so tell us, like, like who are there any other artists that are out now that you like are like okay, this is somebody I like really think is cool. Absolutely, yeah. You know, I I was thinking about this today actually. I really, I really do feel good about a lot of what's going on with music these days. Like, I re- there are really a lot of people out there that are doing great. Like the Wood Brothers are one one of my favorites. That they're not. They're not hugely known, but they're you know it's it's great. I guess you'd say Americana. Okay. Um, really soulful, really good stuff. I love the Black Keys. Yeah, know, they're like, good. I like them. I'm sorry, I absolutely. didn't know. I had never heard of the Wood Brothers, so I'm going to take your word for it. But I will go look them up. <laughs> but the Black Keys yeah. is awesome. You know, and just you know, a lot of the music I love um, goes back goes back away to the '70s, even beyond, you know earlier than that, um, and um, you know. Yeah, I gotta say too, it's it's pretty sad that um we just lost Levon Helm pretty recently because that's that was one of my still is one of my heroes. 
um, from the band. Uh-huh. Um, but, but actually, his daughter, Amy Helm, she's an incredible singer. She's got her own band. It's almost like I'm promoting, <laughs> promoting these guys. But, um, you know, it, and it's gospel-type music. It's gospel mixed with Americana. I always like um, that. And I really just... feel like there's a lot of that happening. There's a lot of it. There's a revival of that stuff. I like, though, always to see, like, what other people are doing, like, and what other kinds of music people listen to, so, so you know, and I was actually, like, expecting you to say that, that you just signed up to do a duet, duet with Justin Bieber, but you didn't say that, and I was disappointed. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> you I really must that, be that, kidding. That, yeah. <laughs> Drew is looking at me like, what the hell are what you the doing? Hell? <laughs> <laughs> Do you like um I can't think of the name of the band but it's that the banjo guys that are like so hugely popular and they won all the awards at the uh AMAs and everything. Do you know who I'm talking uh, about? I I think the I do brothers, think the name isn't coming yeah, to my name's not, not coming to my name either. I know who it is. Okay, okay like, would you that like really those surprised <laughs> me? Cuz I really like them and that kind of took me by surprise. Like it's like even banjo is back, you know? Yeah, it's just, it's funny, it's, it's, for me, it's not all about going back to, it's not all about going back to the roots and, and old-time music, but that's a huge part of it. I, I also, I mean, I love all the new sounds you can get and, like, you know, really pushing creativity, and um, that, you know, that's a big part of it, too, but, but on some level, I just feel like a lot of people really are hungry for um, some, just some real music, you know, especially in the digital age when there's iTunes, everything like that, it's great, you know, it's great to have music the way it is, but it's, it's just, you know, and the fact that we can have an internet radio broadcast, it's incredible, but it's also, it's it's so great to have music that really goes back to, you know, just sitting on the porch and hanging out and just playing music while maybe you're grilling and, and um, just have, you know, good people around you, and, you know, it's just, it's something that I feel, and I, I'm feeling like a lot of people are, are wanting that, and that's kind of what I try to put into my do you do anything like special in your recording process to give you uh, a unique sound? That's a really good question, actually. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, I was, yeah, I really, you know, with this album, for me, it was really about using all the authentic instruments that I, that I really wanted. Like, for example, like, you can get a great organ sound out of some pretty modern keyboards that are meant to approximate it. And I just, I couldn't do it. I needed to get a real organ in there. And, and obviously people that can play those instruments really well. But, you know, upright bass, you know, harmonica, um, vocal harmonies. Just, I just wanted everything to be really authentic. Um, and so that, that, that was a big part of it. A lot of, another big part of it was the studio that I chose to work in, um, a, place, a place called Stag Street Studio, kind of in the, in, on the outskirts of Los Angeles. Um, very nondescript place, and this is like a lot of places in LA. But you walk in, and it's just, it's incredible, just good atmosphere. But and what they they purposefully kept some more vintage sound equipment, um, so that they can keep that kind of older sound, um, you know. And then the engineer that that co-produced the album, Ethan, his name Ethan Carlson, you know, he he was a key part of it too, just helping me to to kind of bring out that sound that I had in my head and, and make it, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. I think it's like so interesting these days because, um, you know, people and too in recording, it's like you have a million options at your disposal. 
Um, you know, even just someone with a home studio has like a million options. So how you make those choices and selections and how it ultimately like affects the, the finished product is very interesting to me. Like even I just learned the other day too, like where you place your mics, like with an organ, it's makes the organ sound entirely different. Absolutely. You know, and it's all those subtleties and like you can really, I mean, you can use that as an opportunity or you can, it can make you go crazy. So it's like you got to make that choice. You know? Yeah, yeah. I, it was well, really interesting. Like I, I don't know if you if you all read um, Keith Richards' autobiography that came out about a year ago. I haven't um, read it. No, have no, you read it? I haven't read it's it either. Pretty fascinating, but um, I mean, he actually, among amidst all the crazy stories, he actually really talked a lot about the recording process for him. And you know, it's only one perspective on it, but like for him, he he's talking about just the older blues guys, what they used to do is just go into the studio, there'd be one mic in the middle of the room, and they'd just capture that live sound. And maybe the bass drum wasn't mic, so you know they wouldn't get all the subtleties, but the, the vibe of it was there. And to some degree, I like that kind of approach. You know, and with this album, it was, it was definitely, definitely a lot of very, uh, very specific, very subtle things, a lot of, you know, a lot of choices. It wasn't really that approach, but like, I always want it. That's always kind of my metric. Like, are we capturing some kind of live feeling? Yeah, okay, so cool. let, what, what I want to do is I want to play the song so people can actually hear it. This name of the song is called Dogwood. It'll be on your uh, Spectre Records release, Dogwood Roots, that'll come out at the beginning of the year. Why don't you introduce the song for us and we're going to play it for everybody? There's a song called Dogwood off of, off of the new album, Dogwood Roots. Sitting up in the dogwood tree before we had fences. Oh, now I'm all alone. The broke down song. Ten years gone, haven't done a damn thing. Just a fool selling bottle caps out on the street. Sound around collecting nothing Looking for something I can keep Straight and narrow kept me A friend could build anything Didn't know how to work Said whiskey's a friend of mine Gets me by They all want me to tell the line Can't they see I know how to fly Ten years gone Taking cover down in the low ground Junkyard dog with the phone to pick and no one fight Creeping through the back door on the floor back on the street Looking for something I can keep 
Dogwood by Rob Larkin. Again, uh, that album's going to be coming out on Spectre Records, which is www.spectrerecords.com, and you'll be able to go everywhere and get it, and we'll be announcing it on the show when it actually comes out. Called Dogwood and, uh, Roots? It's called Dogwood Roots. And, uh, dude, congratulations, because it's really, it's a great song. I'm sure the album's going to be great. We can't wait to hear it. Oh, thank you. Appreciate that. Um, and uh, and we want people to be able to like find you. So so for people to find you, first of all, uh, you have a website and it's uh, roblarkinmusic.com. It's r o b l a r k i n music.com. Which you, which actually you're lucky because you got your Twitter and your Facebook and everything matches. Yeah, right. Exactly. Once once I put the word music in there, no one else no no one else would take it. So yep. So if you want to go to his man. Facebook, it's facebook.com/slash roblarkinmusic. And uh, you can go get him on Twitter. It's uh, at Rob Larkin Music. And he doesn't tweet much, but during the break we were talking about how he needs to tweet more. So how about if you guys, like, follow him? I'm going to follow him. And uh, let's, like, help build his Twitter and get him going. And since, like, everybody in the chat room is a total Twitterati, like, like maybe we can, like, help get him going there. And uh, we got a modern age here. Yeah, hang on one sec, too. We got a caller calling in. Tom, what's up? How you doing? We are doing good. We're actually on the phone with uh, Rob Larkin. Rob, Tom's another one of our co-hosts who Skypes in from L.A. He's in your territory. He's an award-winning filmmaker, and he's calling in now to say hello. And so now I'm introducing you guys, so say hi and kiss. Hey, how you doing? Hey, Tom. How you doing? That's I'm great. So much how funny. are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm uh, just been uh, hanging out. <laughs> I think it's like awesome, and I think, uh, and I think that I didn't really hear that kiss, but I'm sure it was. <laughs> I'm sure it was cute. <laughs> so, uh, so, um, so going back to it, because like we're we're kind of like uh, finishing up with Rob. I want to make sure we get out some good promos. We want everybody to uh, follow him again at, at Rob Larkin Music, and we also want to say like Rob's got a. Um, uh, he actually plays with two other bands, one called The Grit Merchant, and to find out more about them, they go to www.thegritmerchant.com, and The Wayward Ones, which I guess you find out information about that at roblarkinmusic.com, and if you go on YouTube and plug in Rob Larkin, like, there's some videos that he's playing with The uh, the Wayward Ones, I think I saw, didn't I, Rob? That, yep, that's it. There that's you it. go. I like both those band names. Band names are important to me, and I like both of them. Thank you. You know, you know, band names are the hardest thing to come up with. It's the hardest thing. The so grit hard. merchant. I mean, how cool is that? Grit. It's awesome. I know. I, it's great. No, actually, and, uh, my uh, co-writer and, and, and lead singer in that band, Michelle Harding, she came up with that name. Um, it was just, we were going back and forth trying to find the right name. And she, when she said that, it just stopped me in my tracks. I mean, it's, it's, it kind of, it made me laugh and also just, Got all these cool images at the same time. Let's so give a shout out to Michelle. Did you said Michelle, right? Michelle, that's her. Michelle, what's up? This is the Jimmy Star Show. We love your band name, The Grit Merchant. I'm sure we're gonna love the music, and we just wanted to say hey. Hey, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, Yo, Michelle, how you doing? There you there go. There you go. Now you got it. From Chad, all of us. Chad. 
Michelle! My bell. Okay, there you go. So Michelle got a shout-out by everybody. Everybody check out thegritmerchant.com. And, uh, again, we want to congratulate you for getting signed to Spectra Records. We want to thank you for coming on the Jimmy Star Show. And uh, and let us uh, keep us posted of all your progress of what's going on. I'm sure Bobby Collins will, too. And uh, we'll bring you back and promote you some more. Well, thank you all. Great, great talking to you. Have a good day. All right, you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Have a great weekend. Welcome to the family. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. Church, what's up, Church? Give a shout-out to the chat room, dude. What's up, chat room? There you go. Okay, um, so I have a special request from the chat room, too. Leslie wanted to say that she made an album on Facebook with photos of super-duper hot dudes. And I'm in it. <laughs> and you are in it, Jimmy oh, Starr. And Thomas Churchill is in it. And Ken Pettigrew, who's in the chat room, is also in it. There you go, Leslie. Congratulations. So don't worry, Leslie. The check's in the mail. <laughs> you, can go, you can go to find her, Leslie Navarez, on Facebook. Everybody check it so out if you want to see some super hot dudes. I mean, I know what I look like because I like look at myself in the mirror every day. But I'll po- I'm, I'm going to be posting it on my page. So I'm uh, Facebook slash Drew Albright, too. If you can't find it, I'll post it Thank on the next you, day. Thank you, Leslie. That's cool. <laughs> We're, like, loving it. And, uh, and church, dude, everybody needs to follow your new movie. On Twitter, it's at the Lazarus Movie, dude. Rock and roll, way to go! Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, just been very, very, very busy with Emerging Past and Lazarus and Mr. Arsh coming out next week. It's really so it's been uh, it's been pretty productive and a busy time, and I'm grateful and thankful. And especially being part of this family right here, the Jimmy Star Show. There How you, you doing, guys? We're rocking and rolling, dude. We're we having a blast. We seriously are. It's been a good show today so far. Yeah, we've had two phenomenal music guests. In a few minutes, we're going to be calling a great acting guest. But but uh, before we do that, we're like going to talk about you and all your cool stuff. Let's talk <laughs> about Lazarus because now you've released some freaking photos, and they are the bomb. It's like photos Thank of you. zombies. Oh, and I also I like your Churchill as Hitchcock picture, dude, from the set. Yeah, that was actually taken, uh, my cousin, uh, was Wagon Tales Lounge over in Ventura, on uh, Ventura Boulevard in Tarzana, for all your dog grooming needs, head out over there. Anyway, <laughs> That's funny. Um, we were shooting, we were shooting in the, uh, uh, um, in the grooming location, and she happened to snap a picture, and she showed it to me, and I wasn't posing or nothing, and it just, she's like, oh my god, it was like Hitchcock was there. So I said, what are you trying to say? I'm not fat. So it was one of those jokes. But it's actually, it's it's pretty funny looking. I mean, it's it's ironic that he's kind of like one of my favorites of all time that I look at. And here, coincidentally, we're in the same silhouette. <laughs> well, not the same silhouette, same style silhouette picture. Yeah, I think it's great. Um, everybody can see that on his Facebook page. And I don't know, you is it also on your website? Facebook.com slash the Lazarus movie is okay. our Facebook page. It'll be It's up there. There's a whole bunch of great pictures. And uh, you don't get to actually see what the zombie looks like, and you're not going to get to see it for a while. But when you get to see it, you're going to just poop your drawers. What do you mean you can't yeah. see what the zombie looks like? You can't see what the zombie looks like. Not really. You get yeah, to see I'm it in the poster, it, but we're it, not. It's a bit okay. For, for me, like I stated last week, if I'm going to get involved in a zombie 
in the genre, I wanted my telling of a zombie story to be completely different, fresh and new, and I think that's what we got. The script is fantastic, uh, um, and uh, it's different. It's got a different vibe. It's still zombie and horror fans will still love it. It's got scares. It's it's gory as hell, um, and uh, it's it's fun. It's fun to do, and uh, we're not going to show you because our zombies are a little bit different than normal, and we're not going to show it to them until the uh, probably when maybe after the trailer comes out. The there you go. Trailer. Okay, okay. The pictures are awesome. I, I like looked at them all. Yeah, because the terrific. pictures are like awesome. So we need to also stop right now. And all of us, uh, when I say three, when I say three, I'm going to count one, two, three. And then Churchill and Chad and Drew and I, we're all going to say, hello, Tiffany. Not too loud or we'll blow out the speakers. Okay, not too loud. We're not going to say it too loud because we don't want to blow yeah, out the Jimmy. speakers. <laughs> so, so, here, so on three, you guys, we're going to say – we're giving a shout-out to Joanna McIntyre and her niece is in the chat room for the first time and her name's Tiffany and we're going to give a shout-out. Okay. All right. One, two, three. Hello, Hello Tiffany. Tiffany. you got to give – Churchill, you got to start two seconds early. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. You're 3,000 miles away. Ready? So i got to go on number two. Yeah, you got to go okay, on Okay, we'll try it one more time. One – Two, three. Hello, Hello Tiffany. Perfect. That was better. <laughs> also, uh, she says woo woo. Thanks all. So for our, uh, uh, I think so, we talked about. Uh, bleh, I'm losing like all my mind and my marbles. Uh, they're gone. Okay. It's, I was thinking of. Like you just did an impersonation of Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was Stallone. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good Stallone. <laughs> Chad's got it down, man. No, I was trying to think because we want to like promote some stuff uh, real quick before we make our next phone call for our next guest. Well, I would like to promote Bon Jovi DPS, a sponsor go. of the Jimmy Star Show. And basically, if you want your computer to sound amazing, you want to go to dpsplugin.com. It's a software plugin for your computer. Could be Mac, could be PC. They also have an app for your iPhone. And basically what it does is it remasters sound live and really brings sound to life. And so a lot of times, like today, we, we have uh, compressed files, MP3 files. The sound sounds real flat. A lot of times you can get a little tinny. And basically you're losing sound information and sound quality in those files. Well, they have a software that brings it all back. So it sounds like you're in a recording studio or in a concert hall. And uh, they're masters at this, Bon Jovi Acoustics. They build recording studios around the world. They produce some of the most amazing artists on the planet, like Aerosmith and Bon Jovi and all kinds of awesome Blah, people. blah, blah. And um, it was recently featured on the Ellen DeGeneres show. And because they're a sponsor of our show, you can save 15% off. You use our code, Jimmy Star, all one word when you're ready to buy. It's 20 bucks. It's a one-time download. And you can test it out on their site for free. And you just go to their site, and uh, they'll play a song, and you can hear it with their software and without, and you will be amazed at the difference. And so, again, it's dpsplugin.com. A sponsor of the Jimmy Star Show. There you go, everybody. Check it out. Yeah, I Dig use it, it. I love it. And then another cool sponsor. I, I, I have to say one thing. You know, okay. I've been working hard with these movies and all, and I just feel like I'm dragging my ass. Um, I don't know what to do, and I need some sort of pick me up. Coffee's not doing it. Does anybody have anything? To, any suggestions? Absolutely. 
It's glad that I'm really glad you brought that up, Tom. <laughs> For all those sleepy times and when you need a big, good, great pick-me-up, you can go and get a Dynapep. Dynapep is the world's first energy micro shot. Very small vial, fits in your pocket. It's got uh, 10 hours of pick-me-up. What do you call that? Energy. It gives you 10 hours of energy, and uh, you can go to Dynapep.com. It's also available at Hess Express, Racetrack, Dwayne Reed, Walmart, 7-Eleven, all over the place. Um, or you can dial one eight 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 do dynapep and uh, it's got no sugar, no carbs. No crash. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> dynapep. And also... Uh, if you're going to a convention and you're going to be staying up all night, but the convention still needs some guests, where would they go, Tom? <laughs> you would go to ArcadianEntertainment.com for all your convention needs. There you go. Or if you're making a movie and you need some stars. You know where you would go, Jimmy? Arcadium Entertainment. .com. <laughs> and you would like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash... Arcadian Entertainment. There you go. <laughs> it's like, and if you're looking to make a movie and you don't know how to and you're trying to find those right people to connect to, where would I go, Jimmy? You're going to go to ConnectShot. ConnectShot is the world's first social media network for people in the entertainment industry only. It's a sponsor of the Jimmy Star Show. It costs $4.95 a month to join. It keeps it exclusive and, and keeps out the wannabes. And uh, it's an awesome, awesome site. There's all kinds of really important people on it. You can uh, submit movie music for soundtracks, and you can meet cool people, and you can network, and you can get your movie made, and you can get your book distributed or your record distributed. I mean, they do everything there. And you, to go there, you go to www.connectshot.com. That's right. And once you're connected with the world and you want those stars and those people to be in your film, what website would I go back to, Jimmy? Arcadium Entertainment. Is that right? Dot com. Dot com. I was like, <laughs> did I hear it right? Did I say the right one? There you go. I love That's it. That's right. We got them all in there. And also, uh, Churchill's got to redid his website for Churchill Productions. It's uh, churchillproductions.com. You should check out all the cool projects he's working on, including going to Emerging Past. Emergingpast.com. Come, you know, the, your past is never where you left it. Log on to EmergingPast.com for all the updates, the new teaser trailer, and all the information on the film at EmergingPast.com. There you go. We're getting them all in there. And you should check out the Jimmy Star Show website, too, because Drew... That's right. Yeah, we just had a recent makeover, too. It's very exciting. And, um, two, you can get all this information on the Jimmy Star Show website, and you can see videos of the guests we've had on, uh, movie teaser trailers. We have the teaser trailer for Emerging Past on there as well, and um, find out about our future guests. And it's uh, basically a resource, too, for the entertainment industry and cool people everywhere. And that's uh, that's JimmyStarShow.com. Yeah, that's what we are. And I want to mention to everybody, too, that this is live radio. Yes. This is live radio, so when you hear all the little, like, whatever goes on that might not sound right. (laughs) I was going to say, we're not actually perfect. (laughs) Screw perfect. Are you saying 
Are you saying this is live radio, like in live blog talk radio, or no, like live this is radio, like live radio. radio? This is live radio station radio. We're broadcasting 155 countries, and when we say something that we're not supposed to say, or we forget, or there's a dead air, or whatever, that's all on us because we like screwed it up. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, and uh, and that's why you also it's live radio, and that's how, one way you know it's live radio is the fact that like we're actually shouting out to people in the chat room because they're in live time with us. Yes, and if That's people right. want to watch us in the studio, they can see Jimmy Starr and I on the ITV chat I'm button. I'm one. You just <laughs> <laughs> and, um, Steve and Leslie put me in the sexiest men category. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I am the pretty one. Uh, you are. And you can, join, you can join the chat room at the uh, bottom right-hand corner of the W4CY.com website. Absolutely. And... Uh, and? and did you know next week is another special radio broadcast from the Jimmy Star Show? I knew that. Did you? <laughs> I did, but did the world know 155 countries? Do you think they knew? I don't think they know until you tell them, Tom, so go for it. Next week is going to be a special Mr. Hush version of the Jimmy Star Show. Mr. Hush, the new film by David Lee Madison, produced by Thomas Churchill and has Thomas Churchill in it, playing the sheriff, comes out August 7th, which is that Tuesday, at Redbox, Netflix, DVD, Blu-ray, everywhere. So go check it out, Mr. Hush. There you go. What's, do you know what the website is for Mr. Hush, Mr. Churchill? It would be Mr. Hush, uh, Mr. Hush, uh, dot net, Mr. Okay. Hush dot net, uh, Mr. Jimmy Starr. Okay, there you go. So everybody can check that out and watch the trailer for it. You can see Tom in it. Uh, we're going to have several members of the cast coming on the Jimmy Star Show. We're going to be promoting big time because it's, it's worldwide release is coming next week on Tuesday. I really like this film. This is a fun film. It's a lot of fun. Everybody's going to enjoy it, and that's just the way it goes. It's rocking. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of unpredictable and uh and fun little camp thrown in there, and it's good times. And you should follow Mr. Hush on Twitter, and you should check out the Mr. Hush page on Facebook, and and we'll give a shout-out to anybody who's in it in case they're listening because they're going to all be with us next week. Yep. That's right. And that's right. And that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that I liked. That was fun. I think it's awesome. And I got one little thing to yell out to everybody. You want to hear something good? Okay. Booyah! I knew it. That's I knew that's what he was going I knew he was going to do the booyah. Okay, Leslie's going to be pleased. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Leslie's going to be pleased. So, so I think what we're going to do then is let's go ahead and call our next guest. Okay. And okay. Uh, uh we're going to be calling it's his name's uh Michael Baldwin. You guys know him from the Phantasm movies. He's starring in a brand new movie called Brutal. It's an incredible movie and let's see if we get him on the phone. I feel like we're pranking somebody. I know, and we're not. Hello? Hello, is this Michael Baldwin? It is indeed. Hey, Michael Baldwin, welcome to the Jimmy Star Show. Thank you. Is this Jimmy Star? You damn tootin'. There you go. Good oh, tootin'. No. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> we got to stop that. <laughs> That's a joke from last yeah. week because everybody made fun of me because I said good tootin'. <laughs> You are live on air, Michael. Yes, you are live on the air. We want to welcome you to the Jimmy Star Show, and we're very happy that you answered the phone. And uh, and uh, what we're going to do is introduce you to my co- 
I'm going to introduce you to my co-host before we get started, and then we'll get rocking and rolling. I'm going to start off with the diva of cool, Drew Albright. Michael, super excited to have you on. Hi, Drew. How are you? Thank I'm really you. good. And then we've got our cool cat of film uh, f- Skyping in from Los Angeles, and his name's Thomas Churchill. It's Hello, a Thomas. pleasure to speak to you, sir. Thank you. Thank you very much. Same here. And then we got the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad, Lin- uh, Chad Murphy. He likes to call me Chad Lindbergh. <laughs> welcome to the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jimmy Starr. We want to welcome you to the show. I'm very excited. Um, we think it's cool. We have lots of cool things we want to talk about. and We want to spend a lot of time talking about Brutal, but before we do that, I want to like talk a little bit just about uh, how we all know you because... Uh, like I loved you and eight is enough. <laughs> You're really going wow. back, man. Really going back a long way. <laughs> I like to go back a long way because you know what? I actually started this radio show to promote like things that I have always just like liked, and we've had actually a lot of stars from from different things that I liked as a child and from the 80s and from the 90s. And uh, and so I just think that on your resume you have all these cool things. But one for me, one of the cool things, like I wanted to be in 8 is Enough. Like I thought my family's not like this for sure. <laughs> those were uh, those were fun shows to make. Uh, I did uh, quite a few of them and always played Tommy's friend. And um, uh, they were fun, you know. Um, not much else to say about that, just that, you know, we had a good time making that show. And, uh, uh, I watched that show as a kid, and so then to get to be on the show, you know, it was cool. I can recall, well, you know, the only little story about Eight is Enough that matters to me really is that I had at the time uh, a junior high school teacher, I think her name was Schaefer, whom I hated, and she hated me more than I hated her. And uh, she was just horrible, horrible, mean, mean person. And... Her son worked on the show, worked on It Is Enough. Apparently he was a grip or I don't know, something. And she, we had this hideous relationship for the first semester of school that year. I don't know, I think maybe we're talking about the eighth grade or something. And then well, the first time I was on It Is Enough, all of a sudden the next day I walk into class and she was sweet as pie. Her whole <laughs> she became the nicest, kiss-assiest, freaking teacher in the world because now I was like on the show that her son was on and she couldn't have been nicer. I hated her more after that, seeing what a toothpaste <laughs> I know, she was. really, like you got like yeah. a taste of that Hollywood like BS right then and there <laughs> like early on. At a very young age. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it's true. Another thing I saw, because you know, I went through your IMDB uh, and I was looking at your IMDb, and then they have like all the little trivia facts. And I bet you this is something people don't know. And that's like you're like a you're like Joe Whistler. You're like a good Whistler. Uh, like I it, am the best Whistler that you will ever have heard. That's for damn sure. <laughs> I, am a, I am a master. It's very frustrating for the best thing that you do to really not be uh, able to make any money at it. <laughs> You know, it's like the yo-yo people. You know, I could be a I could be a champion um, swimmer, or I don't know what. I could be a champion practically anything, but whistling, there's really no money to be made. That's too bad. Listen, before we, we before we whistle while we work, um, get back to eight is enough for a minute. <laughs> working on the film, working on the show. Did you want to smack Nicholas and add to like everybody else? Nicholas, was he the youngest kid? Yeah, youngest kid? yeah, he was. The I never met him. I never. I don't think I ever did a scene with him. Never met him even. Oh wow! And the kid always sounded like his nose was clogged. You just wanted to smack him and say, "Go blow your nose." That's why they hired that guy because of that weird uh, nose that, thing. That weird nasal thing. It's like hiring a kid that has a lift, you know. 
Yeah, it was Adam Rich. Okay, uh, I, it was Adam Rich. I love all the it is enough people. Isn't Adam Rich deceased? I think he might be deceased now, actually. No, he's not deceased. He's probably doing porno. He's hanging out with Corey Feldman. I'm not sure. Uh. <laughs> anyway. No, he's not deceased. You only, what's, anyway, whistling now. Okay, so now we go back to whistling. As a whistler, you could so do you voiceovers go from, you and go stuff. From, yeah, you go from eight is enough to the placing <laughs> seventh worldwide in a whistling competition, which, I mean, that's a really big deal, seventh worldwide. I mean, I don't that's know how many people whistle. Yeah, that's right. But I mean, I, I like, went to, uh, there, there's one international whistling competition in on planet Earth, and it takes place in uh, North Carolina. Uh, and uh, you know, you can go to it, you can enter and try to place and try to get into the into the show. And basically, you go there and you whistle three numbers over the course of the day with hundreds of other whistlers, and you have to do a classical piece, and you have to do a popular tune, and then you have to whistle in conjunction with some other talent that you might have. What was your and, other uh, talent? That, funny. that is funny as hell, man. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, the whistlers who win, the people that, that are at the top three, you know, they are phenomenally great whistlers. They're, they're fantastically good. They're not better than me, but they are phenomenally great. There you go. Can you whistle with crackers in your mouth? Nope, nope, can't do it. There's also no smiling in the great art of whistling. Can't smile and you can't eat crackers. Oh, wow. <laughs> It's, I just think that's a cool thing because, like, you know, everybody has, like, I mean, you're, like, in one of the most iconic, like, horror movie series, like, ever done, and you're, like, yep. the star of it, and here you are, like, you have all these other things that people don't know about, and I just think, like, everybody should know since all your fans are listening, and uh, I just think it's, like, a really cool thing, and so then we'll move forward, so from whistling, which you know, I, I didn't... About, just briefly about whistling. Whistling is one of those, it's one of those few areas in my life where I'm perfectly willing to pat myself on the back. And be like boastful and rude about it. <laughs> okay, good. Actually, I think we'll, we'll, you know we're I mean? like that all like, the time about every other places where I'm willing to do that. But whistling, hey, it's one of those things. I, I think that's good. Well, that's actually, we cool. just all we have to do is get you. Actually, uh, after people see your newest movie, Brutal, which we're going to come back to in a minute, like everybody's going to be like patting you on the back, and then you're going to be patting yourself on the back because it's like an Oscar-worthy performance, and so oh, I think very, it's... That's very kind of you to say, Jimmy. I really appreciate your. I really appreciate it very much. It's really, really cool, and we're going to go to that in a minute, but first we have to talk a little bit about Phantasm. The first yeah. one scared the absolute shit out of me. Like, uh, unbelievable, especially the end of it. Like, the end of the movie. I was the. I have to tell you, like, when I was a kid, my parents wouldn't pay me, give me money to go to the movies, so I had to earn money to go to the movies, and that's one of the first movies I went to by myself... I went and I earned the money. I went and bought my own ticket, rode my bicycle yep. to the theater, and went and watched it. And then at the end of the movie, I was, I, yeah, I was so scared at the end of the movie. Then I had to like sleep with the damn lights on. <laughs> uh, but it, it was such a phenomenal movie, and um, and I think. Uh, I, I've actually met like all the different Reggie and Angus. I've met everybody, and I think uh, I mean like how is that? How has that been for you to be in such an iconic series? Well, you know, many, many years went by before I realized that anybody even knew about it or knew about me. I, I was living in a, a world of complete uh, <laughs> either denial or, um, you know, happy isolation. I'm not sure which, but I, I really didn't um, understand how popular the movie really was until I went to a uh, horror con in Chicago about five years ago. Okay. 
And that was really the first time when I, you know, and I had never done one of those shows before. Or I had done one maybe a decade before that in L.A. Or I think I had done Fangoria or something like that. But anyway, I hadn't, you know, I really, I didn't, I didn't understand it. I didn't get it. I really didn't understand that uh, that it was something that people knew about. To be honest, I mean, that's just the, that's the honest truth. And I went to this uh, horror convention with my castmates, and we all went to the same one in Chicago called Flashback Weekend. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Big show. Good show. Big show, right? And and you know they were. The fans just, they just lined up in gigantic lines for all of us. And I had never really understood it. And I met so many wonderful people who were so graciously appreciative of that film and their, and the special time, just like Jimmy, you just mentioned, that it touched them in a certain kind of way. And, and they, they look at me and they related to me as a kid then, and they were a kid then, and it's this whole... It's like they see the, the right movie at the right time, and it has a lifelong impact in a certain way. I, I don't mean to, you know, to uh, overdramatize it, but I, I just met so many people, and, and story after story uh, of people just being so appreciative that we were there, and I suddenly I realized, oh, this is actually a much bigger deal than I really ever thought it was. That was actually the beginning of my like horror, uh, loving like horror movies, basically, like because um, I I didn't I wasn't allowed to see them. When I was like, you know, too young, I would have probably wanted to start earlier. And my parents wouldn't let me see any movies if anything bad happened to the kids, you know. And like, my parents would not let me go see Planet of the Apes. (laughs) I love Planet of the Apes. (laughs) I was like, Mom, what? It's just apes in the future. She's like, You're not seeing that movie. You're lucky because it was freaky, man. (laughs) (laughs) So I also read that you learn how to drive on the first Phantasm. Even yeah, though you yeah, weren't old true. enough, you I, weren't old enough I to did drive. A little bit of driving when we shot Kenyon Company, also made with Don Coscarelli, but um, I really learned how to drive in that uh, in that Cuda uh, on the set. You know, driving around. Bill Thornberry taught me, and Coscarelli taught me, and because uh, I had to do I had to do some driving of the car while we shot. And so basically, I learned how to drive in that car. Okay, that is so cool. Church, are you still there? Church sent me a text message that he's got to go. He's got to go back to editing. Church, are yeah, you still there? I actually, I, I don't want to be rude, but I got uh, today's a busy day where I've got all these guys I'm paying extra for, and I just needed to be go back in there for a few minutes. Uh, it was a pleasure speaking to you, Michael. Uh, good luck to you. The movie kicks ass, uh, brutal, and uh, lots of luck. And I'm sure we're going to bump into each other. Thank you. I look forward to it. Thanks very much. That's cool. Thanks, Jimmy. Ah. Uh, Drew, talk to you guys later. Take care, chat room. Bye, Bye. Churchill. Oh, that's right. We forgot to say. Michael, say hey to everybody in the chat room. Hello, everybody in the chat room. Mick's in the chat room. Say hey to Mick. (laughs) Hello, Mick in the chat room. (laughs) You know Mick. I do? Who's Mick? Yeah, Mick Bannister. He's like works on the film for Brutal and he does the website. Hi, Mick. There you go. There you go. I just was emailing with Mick just a few days ago. Okay, there you go. So he says hi, Michael. <laughs> so, 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 as a kid, then you didn't really get the impact of the movie until like you were older. And um, I've seen all of them; they're all terrific. I think uh, the first one, you know, is probably the, the the scariest one. And I think that that one thing I, I think is that you're acting. Um, when you started out, I thought you were really good as a child actor. I think when people see this new movie that you've got coming out, Brutal, I think that they're not even going to like know that it's the same person. Like your acting has, I mean, like it's like way up there, dude. Like I think uh, 
uh, it's a new movie. You're coming, you're coming kind of back into the acting thing, and I think people are going to be. I think that if you want to be acting full time, I think the line, jobs are going to be like lining up for you as soon as the world sees this movie. Well, that would be that would be swell. Of course, you know I've been in the business my whole life, um, half of my life in front of the camera, and the other half behind the camera, and so it's very interesting for me to suddenly have a lead role in front in front of the lens again and. Um, I really appreciate uh, your comments, so thanks very much. I, I hope you're, I hope it's true. Maybe I was thinking it was like you know, like Travolta coming into Pulp Fiction. You know, like it's like that kind of well, uh, <laughs> huge freaking resurgence. Like it's like that's what uh, that's what Michael Stevens likes to say. The director, he likes to. He likes oh, to does say, he really? Oh, it, uh, this is your Pulp Fiction. Great minds think alike. Actually, uh, I think it's true. First of all, we want to tell everybody, um, if you want to see the trailer uh, for Brutal, you can go to brutalmovie.net. The trailer is awesome. I've actually seen the film twice. It's just a phenomenal film. Um, I also want to say, like, because the movie is getting ready to have its film festival debut, and uh, it's going to be debuting at Crypticon in Kansas City, Missouri, August 24th through 26th, of which Michael Baldwin is one of the celebrity guests. Yay. So he'll actually be there, and anybody who's going to uh, Kansas City, Missouri to go to Crypticon can actually like meet him. Um, actually, you're going to meet me because I'm going to be there, and the movie's right. going to be screened. Come on out. Come one, come all. should be a good party. It's going to be a lot of fun, and, and you're going to really get to see like a phenomenal movie and a phenomenal acting job by Michael Baldwin. And at the same weekend, if you're in Canada, it's going to be uh, debuting at the Rue Morgue Festival of Fear. Which is just another cool thing. And I think it's a cool thing what you just said, too. Like, you spent half of your life in front of the camera and half of your life behind it. And I bet a lot of people don't know that. Um, you've got so many talents and you've done so many cool things um, that I think it's cool to be a jack-of-all-trades where you're able to do, like, all the different things. And it's definitely not something everybody can do. So I'd say it's, like, a total kudos to you. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Sometimes being a jack-of-all-trades is a little bit of a blessing and a curse, you know. But uh, it, it's just true. I, I have worked so much in the in the business and um so i have kind of a crazy you know mad skills as they say in uh, breaking bad to uh to make films and the nuts and bolts of how to make make them and so i have enjoyed that a lot it it's interesting to be offered a role like like this one i really um, Michael Stevens started courting me on Facebook, and as people do quite often, they want me to read their screenplay. They want me to be in this and be in that, and I, I, I often will, will say, "Of course, send me your screenplay. I'm happy to have to happily read it." And you know, many many times, you, it's hard, difficult to get past page ten, um, <laughs> but you know, you try to trying to be supportive and not crushing people's dreams. You know, and it's very difficult to film business, and so you know. Um, Usually, uh, you know, people don't have the their ducks all in a row, shall we say, which the translation means funding, and so the thing usually doesn't go any place. And, and th- in this case, Michael sort of had his had his act together, and uh, his screenplay was well written. And I thought that it was a just a very different and good role for me. I think I'm probably at the right age to start moving into playing bad bad guys. And uh, get you know get as far away as I can from the uh, hero protagonist. Actually, though, like you've actually you grew into like a really hunky, good-looking like bad guy, and so like I think thank that you, it's you. like it's thank like you, you went from kind of like I mean I'm not gonna say I thought you were like a good-looking kid. I thought you were like kind of like unusual-looking 
kid, cool, but not like, <laughs> not like you know, drop dead gorgeous, like not like a, a miniature. I don't know whoever's hot now, like the guy in Twilight or something. The muscle guy, not the ugly one. So, like, you were a great actor, and you kind of have grown up and grown up into like this, like leading man kind of like guy. And I was like, wow, it's like for people who haven't seen you since you haven't um, been in front of the camera as much recently, like this is going to be such a shock for everybody to come back. And you, you you're coming back as this like super like good looking stud like guy who's evil. <laughs> I, you know, I, I thank you very much for those nice words. I really do appreciate it. Um, I, I hope that's all true. Uh, you know, I, your strength is like your cheekbones true. and face angles, like, and that has been true. I would say for your whole career, like, because light and the camera just freaking loves you. Oh, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. It's, um, yeah, you know, I don't know what to tell you. I, 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 um, you can I'm just say you're to, right. I'm happy we did it. It's not, it not an easy movie to make. It was, it was pretty challenging. Absolutely. So, so, um, okay. So let's go a little bit through the process. So this really cool guy, who's actually a really big guy, his name is Michael Patrick Stevens. He wrote and directed Brutal, and he actually plays Brutal in the film, which you can see, I think, in the in the uh, trailer. Yeah. Um, he's a really big guy, and uh, so he approaches you. He's got a screenplay. You kind of like it. You think he's got his funding together. Like, what else goes through your mind when you're thinking, okay, I haven't done this in a little while. This is going to be a very difficult role to play because like dude this is a difficult role to play <laughs> well i'll be perfectly honest with you so to be perfectly honest what what goes through my mind is okay are these people going to be able to pay my fee a fee that i decide is whatever my fee is i say here's the number and um i'll do your movie if you can if you can afford this fee that's the first thing i mean just that's the business of right. yeah, that we're in right which is good everybody so, needs to know that actually because our show is for people in the business and who want to be in the business and everybody right. needs to know yeah, like exactly. yeah right. so uh, I have an arbitrary number, and you know, I tell the person what the number is, and they 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 scoff usually, <laughs> and that's fine with you know with me too because you know I I, I want to make the number that I think I'm worth right, and so it, but it's just an arbitrary number, it's just a number that I pick out of the out of the air right. So then, uh, but the, but and then the next most important thing is once they say okay they can do that, but the next most important thing is that I'm talking to this person in this case, Michael Stevens, over the course of, of several months, every once in a while, I'm talking to him, first just on Facebook, and then a little bit on email, and then a little bit on the telephone, and eventually I'm letting this person into my life a tiny little bit, right? And I'm sort of checking him out. I'm reading the energy. I'm seeing what he's like. I'm seeing how he speaks. I'm seeing what he's interested in. I'm, I'm judging the person completely on whether I think they're trustworthy, friendly, funny, smart, talented. I mean, all these things that everybody is judging everybody else in life on all the time, right? Correct. And I'm just making my judgments. And as time goes by, I'm pretty much every conversation waiting for the hammer to fall where he suddenly reveals that he's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Take your pick on what kind of idiot. Oh, no, you know, I think the I'm hammer just, just already waiting. fell and in our show. And I assume from the beginning that it's never going to fly. Never gonna, it's never going to happen. But I'm going forward as if it is, or as if at least it has a chance to. And uh, obviously reading the screenplay and, and responding well to it is a huge part of it, too. So it's like, read the screenplay. Is this part, does this part make sense for me to play? Is there some dialogue to chew on? Is there some action? Is there, a, is there something in it for me to do? Is there a reason other than money to do this? Things like that. And then, uh, you know, eventually I'm talking to Michael Patrick Stevens more often and more often, and pretty soon, in his special case... I start to realize that, wow, this is a really genuine fellow. This is a no BS kind of guy. He, he is not uh, experienced in the entertainment 
business and uh, has a certain uh, brings to the table a certain naivete, which is a refreshing and b um, either makes people want to try to take advantage of them or it makes people want to try and protect them. And and as happens to be a talented writer, and so you know all these things play out and step by step, and next thing you know you're on the set making a movie. Absolutely, and I actually like agree because I'm on the phone with him a lot, and I think that. He's incredibly intelligent, but he's actually like a real person. Uh, when you speak with him, you don't hear like any like ulterior motive or like what what kind of angle he's trying to play you for. He's just straight out, matter of fact. Um, I think he's awesome. I think I think you're awesome. I think this movie is gonna like rock. I think when people see this movie, they're gonna be very very impressed. For an indie horror movie, um, you know, like I watch everything that comes out in horror, and I mean, right. I see movies, you know, that come out where they had like two million dollar budgets, and it's like the biggest piece of junk you will ever like see ever. There's no acting, there's no nothing worth anything in it, and they just they attach a few names that are pretty big, and those people are in the movie, you know, for like eight seconds so they can use their <laughs> name on it, yeah. and then it's just a bunch of people who really aren't any aren't that good. Um, and it's not really well thought out, and there is no plan, and there's no real story. This has an actual story, which we can't tell anybody because we can't ruin the story because everybody's yeah, going like, really, to love it. You have to be very careful with this particular movie in that way. Absolutely. Yeah. So we can't say a whole lot about it besides the fact that it's called Brutal. It's got some great taglines, um, and one of the taglines that, uh, that I really, really like, which these are taglines that are like out on the Internet so people can actually like, you know, say them and stuff, but, but uh, you win, you live, you lose, you die. And I posted it on Twitter and like – 50 people retweeted it. <laughs> right, right. That's cool. And it's a very cool it's a very cool tagline and I think that you in this movie um I think I really think people are going to be like, "Oh my god, you know, like uh, I don't know if you want to do horror movies. I would imagine you probably want to do everything because you don't – this isn't really I mean, this is it's like a horror movie, but it actually would fit into any kind of a drama actually. Like in well, all I the don't things know. that it's are pretty- it's pretty bloody, man. I don't know. <laughs> it's pretty bloody, but so was like uh, – what's that movie uh, where they have Mr. White and Mr. Black, Mr. Pink? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, Reservoir yeah. Dogs. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like Reservoir Dogs. That was pretty gross and like I – mean, I mean I mean for the caliber of acting. I think you could take a, a, a something like this. I think that, that this is going to show that you can do um, any kind of like really dramatic ser- – I mean this is serious acting and some seriously things are going on with you. And, uh, and I think that, that people are going to be so impressed – with what a great performance that you put in, and the fact that it's a horror movie with an actual story. Well, I re- really, Jimmy. Once again, I just I really appreciate it, and uh, I um, hope that I hope that you're right. Of course, uh, we obviously we want people to uh, to see and enjoy the film, and um, so thank you for your kind. Yeah, support. I think that it's going to be so awesome. Have you seen it yourself? Like, have you watched it? Have I? Yeah. Yes, I have. And and so, what do you think of it without giving anything away? <laughs> I know it's so hard in a way. I think that um, it's very difficult. First of all, for me to it's very hard to watch. I don't know how it is for other people, but for me, it's difficult to watch my own work. It's very very hard. Um, I don't. I, I guess I, I see. I see. Uh, I see myself. And I see, so I look and I see mistakes or I see things I could do better. You know what I mean? It's like, um, it's, it's, I absolutely require the feedback from other people to know if what we've done is worthwhile. I, it's very difficult for me to, to judge. 
when you see your own film, like, which is why it's very gratifying to hear you guys like movies. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I watched it just the other day, and so it's very fresh for me. And I think one of the things uh, for me, uh, and I I watch a lot of horror, and I'm in a lot of ways kind of squeamish. Um, in in yeah, general, I don't watch any horror, by the way. So that's another interesting thing. Is that I do not watch. I cannot watch horror movies. I'm way squeamish. I'm far too terrified. I get wrapped up very easily, and so I, I just tend to stay away from them for the most part. And so for me, like, um, there was some scenes where I was like, I don't want to watch this scene. I don't want to look <laughs> at this scene. But I was like, Drew, you have to watch this scene because, you know, you need to know what you think of it. And um, and so I made myself watch the scene, and, and actually I was very pleased that I did. So... Um, <laughs> You know, there are some intense spots in this film, and I think you handle it very well. And I think the strength of this film is um, really in its subtlety and in its realism. And I thought the practical effects were so well done because um, I thought they were appropriate. I, I think that's the strength is like everything in the film was very sound. It was like sound judgments, sound calls, appropriate nothing was overacted or overdone and um and and i also thought too like stevens his performance was was brilliant too so the two of you playing off each other was really good and you need that when it's really basically just you know most of the film is you two interacting with each other yeah i I, thank you thank you very much i i think stevens is terrific in the film i think he's quite uh quite scary and um and pulls off quite a quite a quite a coup with that performance. I really do. He he, he uh, is sort of a natural, you know. It's, and uh, he, he's as uh, Jimmy was saying before. He's a just a, he's a large man. He's tall and he's big in, in all ways. And so he really does look freaky in that jumpsuit. <laughs> I'm a wardrobe person too. Like, um, well, I pay attention to everything, but I think because I work a lot in the fashion industry too, I pay a lot of attention to wardrobe. And that was like. That was such a good wardrobe choice. I mean, even how it's like too tight and ill-fitted. Yeah, yeah, and right, right. <laughs> like, he's just like billowing out of that thing. Oh my god, it was so good. Like that really is scary. <laughs> like it yeah. really was scary, and it just added. And two, I thought what was great wardrobe is um, your like makeshift mask. It's like made out of uh, pantyhose and like duct tape, and but just how right. it's like half undone. You know, it just makes it even more creepy. It was very good creepy details in that. It's interesting that you mentioned that because, uh, as I recall, I think they had a different plan. As written, I think that the thing that was covering the character's face or head was something else. I can't remember what it was, but at the last minute, it didn't. It wasn't there, or somebody hadn't gotten it or something. So that, I think that that stocking was kind of a last-second, like, fix, well, it, kind of, it fit with the movie, you know, with like things that yeah. you might have at hand. Yeah, yeah, right. Kind of theme yeah. of the movie. And two, I have to say, like, one of my phobias is um, power tools. Like, I have a big power tool phobia. So there's some interesting things involving power tools in this movie for people. There you go. That's <laughs> just for you. <laughs> That's right. And everybody definitely needs to check it out. So let's do – actually, I want to do some shout-outs, too, uh, while we've got you on the phone. Uh, number one, we give we want to give a, a shout-out to Michael Patrick Stevens, who, who wrote it, directed it, got you to star in it. He's also uh, – plays Brutal in the film. 
And uh, this film has a really close-knit group of people who are promoting it, working on it, um, trying to make it all happen, and it really is a good film. So I just want to give a, a shout-out to uh, some of the people involved. Mick Bannister, who's in the chat room, and uh, he's based out of England, and he does a whole bunch of different stuff with the websites and promoting it and overseeing it, and he's a really great guy. We want to uh, give a shout-out to Richard Stevens, who's Michael Patrick Stevens' father. Um, uh, the music is composed by Alan Ho Howarth. I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name correctly. Howarth, H-O-W-A-R-T-H, who did the music uh, on a bunch of the Halloween films and has worked with John Carpenter and done all just, I mean, his resume is just super huge. Gremlins. And, uh, yeah, so you have, like, um, that. Uh, between Michael Baldwin and Alan Howarth, I mean, like, you've got really, really big names of the genre, like, in this movie. And, and you guys got to remember, this is an indie horror film. This is not, like, you know, Lionsgate or some huge studio making it. You know, this is some little little first-time directors and writers and stuff putting together a really quality movie that you guys are going to really like. They spent their money wisely because I think, you know, you can waste so much money on, on stupid things that you don't need. But where you need real talent, they, they did it. Absolutely. I think so, too. We also want to give a shout-out to Marcia and Ray Odiarno. Who, uh, whose son, actually, Dominic, plays Detective Ray Fry in the film. And, uh, and uh, to check out the website, you can go to brutalmovie.net. And you can also uh, go to zadokinternationalfilms.com. That's the parent company. Um, that's Michael Patrick Stevens' company. Uh, they'll be working on some other movies, I believe, coming up, which I guess we're not talking about yet. And uh, and and we really want everybody to check out Brutal. And I want to just congratulate you again, uh, Michael, on like a, a very well a, a very well acted comeback. I think it was a great choice for a movie for you to to be back in front of the camera. Um, I hope this this film actually opens up tons of doors for you. I think you're a great great actor. Um, you oh, know, very it's kind of you. Thank you so much, Jimmy. Very important part of like my whole like learning about horror education because I am a huge horror fan. And uh, having you on the show has been great. And anything that we can do to help you to promote and anything that you've got going on, we'd like to do at any time. But we want to thank you for coming on the Jimmy Star Show. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And thank you for all your kind words, everyone. Um, we worked very hard on this film. It was definitely. Uh, a certain kind of labor of love, and uh, we uh, we uh, ask for everyone's support. So thank you so much. Uh, I really appreciate it. And thanks for having me on, and I'll see you in Kansas City. Yes, sir. We sure will. Have a so good cool. one, Michael. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks, everybody. All right. Bye-bye. Bye, Michael. Bye-bye. Also then, you guys, too, uh, for anybody who's, uh, who uh, wants to hear more about Brutal, I'm really big on this movie, you guys. It's really awesome. We want you to follow us on Twitter, and our Twitter handle is at MyNameIsBrutal. And uh, our Facebook page is facebook.com slash my name is brutal. Uh, please like our Facebook page, join our Twitter stream, and uh, we'll keep you posted with everything that's going on. And again, Brutal uh, is going to be playing at uh, the, the Kansas City Crypticon in Kansas City, Missouri, August 24th through 26th. You can meet Michael Baldwin there. Michael Patrick Stevens, who plays Brutal, is going to be there. I'm going to be there. We would definitely like all you guys to come out, say hi, What's and uh, your see name? the film. Who, my name? Yeah. Jimmy Starr. No. You're supposed to say, my name is Brutal. Oh, my name is Brutal. I screwed that up. <laughs> okay. And uh, and then also, if you're in Canada at the same weekend, it's going to be playing at the Rue Morgue Festival of Fear uh, at that at that convention. And uh, they're going to be screening the film on Sunday there. And everybody needs to, like... Actually, you should just, if you have a lot of money, you should fly to Kansas City and watch the movie on Friday. And then you should go and fly to Canada and watch it again. It's good enough to do that. Yeah. And uh, what, how that sounded good, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs>
I love that tagline. That's why I said it so much because, like, I've been saying it all the time. My name is Brutal. It's really, really awesome, and it's a great, great group of people who who have come together, made a really, really quality horror film. And you guys know, like, we talk about horror films all the time, and how like a lot of them, you know, a lot of them suck, even though I like them. Like they still suck. This one is like I really like it, and it's really, really good. Yeah, yeah, good production value. Good production value, and Michael Baldwin an is film. Michael Baldwin is so good in this movie, and Michael Patrick Stevens is so good. And then there's a whole supporting cast of people who are really, really good. And uh, you can check them out on IMDb. Follow us. Uh, I'm, uh, everything is up on like the Facebook pages and the Twitters, and you'll be hearing a lot more about Brutal as we're moving forward. And and I would love for anyone listening to be in my Twitter stream. <laughs> I am a Twitter whore. I want as many <laughs> followers as I can get. And so if you, uh, you would like to be one of my Twitter whores, just follow me at, at Dr. Jimmy Star on Twitter. And uh, we have so many Twitters, it's not even funny. We want you to follow at Dr. Jimmy Star, and we want Churchill to follow at Thomas Churchill. And Drew. At Drew Albright. Then we have the Jimmy Star Show, which is at Jimmy Star Show. And we have a, my PR firm, at Jimmy Star Entertainment, so it's at Jimmy Star ENT. And my one-of-a-kind clothing line is? JimmyStarBrand.com. So it's at JimmyStarBrand. At JimmyStarBrand. <laughs> I'm sorry. my um, The chat room just – I lost the chat room. So I don't know if other people did too. But but shout out to the peeps in there. And then uh, uh, and then we want to follow Thomas Churchill's new movie, which is the Lazarus movie. So it's at the Lazarus movie. And then I am uh, uh, would like you to follow Brutal, which is at My Name is Brutal. And I want to give a shout out to everybody in the chat room, especially Joanna. Hey, Joanna, how you doing? <laughs> she just sent me a tweet. I didn't. I can't read it. I don't know what it said. There you go. I had to leave here you next week. Okay, see you later, Joanna. <laughs> Mick Bannister says, "Great show, Jimmy. Catch you later, and thanks for making this possible." Absolutely. What's up, Mick? See you later, Mick. This is so much fun. It's like I like English guys named Mick. He's a really good looking guy too. Oh, is he really? Yeah, like super good looking. Oh, that's yeah. good. <laughs> Hope you didn't hear that. <laughs> <laughs> like 150 countries heard that, Jimmy. <laughs> if you look at Mick Bannister, if you look at him on Facebook, which I can't be friends with him because I have too many friends, but if you like look at his profile picture, he looks smoking hot. So, Oh, I'm going to add him right now. I'll see you soon, <laughs> Mick. <laughs> Chad's like waving his head, hands going back and forth. And, uh, and also, don't forget everybody, Mr. Hush is coming out next week. So we're going to have a Mr. Hush show. We're working on it. I'm not sure who we're going to have coming on. The movie has a lot of stars, though. It's got Steve Dash, Stephen Jeffries, Mike Marino, Thomas Churchill, Brad, Brad Lurie. I don't know. It's got a ton, a ton of people. So a bunch of them are going to be coming on next week. We're going to have a really good time. And I'm going to watch it again before. Oh yeah! Before we like do the show, I'll have to watch it again because I watched it a while ago. I should watch it again too. But it is a lot of fun, and uh, I think we're gonna like totally like enjoy it. And again, we want everybody to check out the Jimmy Star Show uh, page on our website. Like we have an awesome new website. Drew has redesigned our website. Site JimmyStarShow.com. JimmyStarShow.com. It is freaking awesome. It is so cool, and we're like loving it. And uh, and also, we want to like the Jimmy Star Show page on Facebook. So it's facebook.com slash Jimmy Star Show. Mm-hmm. And facebook.com slash Jimmy Star ENT. Mm-hmm. And facebook.com slash Arcadium Entertainment. Yes. Ah, I'm out <laughs> of breath. <laughs> we got a lot of Twitters and Facebooks, people. We sure do. And, uh, and again, we like to give, I like to give out shout outs to Cat of Nine Tails. Everybody should check out Cat of Nine Tails on Facebook. 
Um, they they posted a bunch of whole new promo pictures. You know, they are recently signed to Monarchy Records. The guys are like super cool. I'm Did sure. you see they already got the logo? Monarchy yeah, they got the logo on, the, on it on their promos. I love that logo so much. And they're cat of nine tails.com. C A T A the number nine tails.com. They're totally like badass. You guys are gonna like love them. I can't wait till they're like out to the world for like everybody to really like hear them because they're really really awesome guys. And I'm yeah. sure we're gonna have them on the show tons. Yeah. Berkeley and Creator. That's right, Berkeley and Creator. What cool names, even like I everything know. about him is like super cool. Because his name is Berkeley Priest, which he just started his own Facebook page too. So it's I think it's Facebook.com/slash Berkeley dot Priest. Okay, I'm already friends with him on Facebook. Oh, I'm already friends with him on Facebook. It's kind of new. Like I, I think they're just promoting that account. Okay. I'm friends with them too. So they are. <laughs> <laughs> I can't add anybody else. So like I can only be friends with who I've got. Yeah. Because um, I've got too many. And uh, and so what's going up then with you? Do you got Chad and Heather playing this weekend? Yeah, we do. If you're in West Palm Beach Friday night, we're in uh, Island Jacks. That's kind of like, uh, what is that, Okeechobee Military. And then uh, Saturday night, we're at the Mar Bar um, at Madison Green Country Club, Saturday night. There you go. And for people who don't know... Uh, uh, Chad is an awesome like country singer, and he performs with his girlfriend because you don't. She's not your wife, but you've been the together love of forever. my life, bitch. Okay, <laughs> so <laughs> Chad and he- Chad and the love of his life, Heather. They're awesome, awesome. So if you're in West Palm Beach or you're visiting, or you're coming here, you definitely want to go check them out. Do it. They, oh, I do like it, that. That, that was that Rocky thing well, too. Well, Thomas isn't here, so I kind of stole that. Yeah, that's right. That's okay. You can steal it. And and another shout out to Dean Girl. Thanks so much for all your tweets, Dean Girl. You rock, Audrey. And, and we want to thank everybody who, like, uh, one thing, all you guys, everybody listening should be on Twitter. You can keep track of all of us, and we can all chat all week long, just like everybody in the chat room and all the people we mentioned. We're, like, on Twitter all day long, so, like, it's a lot of fun. And, and follow everybody on Twitter. Find everybody, and, like, uh, have a great week, everybody. Yeah, bye, cool people. Bye, cool people. We'll see you next week. Jimmy, 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 Jimmy.